Welcome back to the Fallen World Podcast, a near-future post-apocalyptic RPG adventure where zombies are real and dangers hide around every corner. This adventure is episodic, so if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, I highly recommend doing so. But without further ado, let's return to the Fallen World and the next chapter of our adventure. After about a half hour of travel from the train station, you reach the cliff bluffs overlooking the coast. You see the beach below you, and it's about a click from the beach to the harbor of the city. Uh, Burton's assessment seemed pretty accurate. There's, you know, if you travel along with the cliffs to the right, you really only have to worry about the ocean to the left, what's ahead of you and what's behind you. It's a lot more of a controlled environment. You do see something uh, in the sand between here and there. You're not quite sure what it is from this distance, but uh, overall, it seems uh, much more open and surveyable than the suburbs would have been. Getting down the cliffs will be a little challenging. Uh, uh, it will require some athletics to get down safely. And uh, any character can help another character. Uh, and we'll discuss the mechanics of that if anybody wants to. But uh, I'm going to turn the seat over to you guys now and you can tell me you know, how you uh, uh, prepare and descend uh, the cliffs. You have picked out what you think is the best place to try to go down. It's the least steep. It has a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, uh, a grade to it. I think it might be easiest to try to go down here. What would I does? Uh, do I need to roll for it? But like, uh, what would I discern that the you know the height of the cliff to be? Yeah, um, it's not hard. It's you know it's about thirty feet. Okay. Uh, and so, in game mechanics, I'm going to have each person make two athletic checks to climb up. Yep. Can I make an acrobatics check instead? You can make an acrobatics check if you fail your athletics check, and that might help you land. <laughs> Just cartwheel down the side. <laughs> I, have a, I have a rope, if that would make things easier, um, but I have nothing to attach it to unless there's like a tree nearby. Uh, I think you can... I'll let you successfully and safely secure the rope with a survival check. Okay. Uh, and if you come back out this way, you can retrieve the rope and otherwise the rope is gone. Uh, the okay. rope will give you advantage on athletic checks going down. Cool. So survival is wisdom. A 15 for survival. Okay. Um, yeah, tie a pretty solid knot. Around, uh, say it's a, uh, uh, a small tree, more of a, a bush here in the desert, but you're right at the base and it's a pretty big bush and feel pretty confident about it. Okay. Um, Socket will say, last one to the bottom is a rotten zombie and almost repel down the, uh, the cliff face. I love the bravado ahead of a roll. Go ahead and give me two athletics checks, both with advantage. Your DC is 14. Okay. So uh, 21 with a nat 20 on the first roll without uh, advantage. Um, wow. I'm not going to bother to roll the second advantage. Um, okay. This is for the second roll. Uh, 19 plus 1, 20, and a 11. Like one of those cliff-dwelling gazelles, she hops <laughs> right down and is standing on the sand looking up at you. And she kind of waves up at the rest of the team. Well, I guess that's my cue. Uh, I'm not using the rope, though. 
that's uh, barbaric. <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> so I'll just make a normal athletics check. Oh, seven. <laughs> you slip. All right. Rocks begin uh, caressing you as you fall down the cliff. Um, it's not that far of a fall. Go ahead and make an athletics check. I'm not athletics, I'm sorry, acrobatics check. Your DC for that is what you rolled a seven? Yes. Okay, so your DC for that is uh, 13. Okay, I rolled an 18. <laughs> okay. So you land and you roll, taking half damage. So you take six hit points of damage. Uh, Six. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you, you've got scrapes along your shoulder and back. Uh, one of your fingernails is pulled out because you were gripping onto a rock and then gripped again and then gripped again. And then you landed funny on your ankle. Uh, but you did roll and you avoided one of the bigger rocks down there. Uh, and you did not crack your noggin. So... Uh, and I still the, almost died. <laughs> the, the field medic in you, that, that training you've had, uh, sees that uh, you do have a, uh, you know, she tries to limp it off because she was showing off that uh, she actually hurt, uh, hurt from this fall. It was my pride more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't teach tumbling at your dance academy, did they? <laughs> hey, he just taught himself. <laughs> Not herself. 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 There you go. Who's next? And are you going to go the socket path or the Alara path? I think Creed would purposefully be just kind of uh, rifle out, uh, kind of keeping an eye out towards the, you know, away from the cliff, making sure everyone's safe. We'll probably go down last. Okay. I'll go next. I think I'll go ahead and use that rope. Okay, the two, two of you step forward, and who defers to the other? Well, if Jeff's using the rope, then I'll just go. I'll start climbing down without the rope. Okay. This is not well, going to end well. Why don't you make your athletics check? You can make it with advantage. Uh, Jeff, Misha, you cannot. Your DCs are both 14. Is there something that I need to do to enable advantage or no? Just roll. Roll athletics twice. Okay, so the first one is a one. I got a 15. Okay. Uh, you're both halfway down. Uh, roll again, each of you, please. Jeff, you roll twice. Okay, my second one is 12. And then roll, roll your... 12 again, because you have athletics, you can make each check. You have advantage, you can make each check twice. I got a seven on my second okay. athletics roll. Jeff, did you make your second advantage roll? Uh, seven. Okay. So you both so sort of slip at the end. Um, if you are trained in acrobatics, you can make that check. If you are not, I will simply tell you what you want. Um, six. Uh, you are not trained in acrobatics, Burton. Uh, neither is Quinn. No. So Quinn, you take four points of damage as you sprain your ankle. <clears throat> Burton, you take four points of damage as well as you uh, um, land really hard and you feel something in your knee tear a little bit. Um, and the only one left to descend the cliff is Creed. Okay. Um, Creed would, uh, I want to go over and check the knot that's tying the, uh, tying the, um, the rope to the tree. And I want to try to uh, adjust it to be more of a, a slip knot that potentially I could yank free once we get to the bottom and hopefully keep the rope. <laughs> okay. It's, it's just user error. The rope's fine. 
Go ahead and make a survival check for that. Okay, uh, absolutely. Uh, that is a 16 plus 4, 20. No problem. You redo, it's a fine knot, but you, you, you uh, undo it and set it up as a slip knot, uh, test it, feel good about a descent using the rope uh, to bear your load. Awesome. Well, then, uh, feeling confident in his uh, his his modesty, I guess, uh, <laughs> pull, uh, uh, starts to climb down the uh, climb down the hillside. Uh, two athletics checks, DC fourteen with advantage. Let's see. That's a plus zero for those. Oof, that first one's rough. Uh, fourteen is the best of the two. That's what you need. Okay. So give me one more for the second half with advantage. Oh, man. Oh, it's a 13. Slip. Uh, follow Alara's lead and dip into a tumble. But what you really do is just land on your shoulder and take three points of damage. Yeah, and at, uh, at, at, at his uh, little bit, uh, he, he's, not, he's not a young man by any means, Creed. Uh, so that's, uh, that's going to be something he's going to be shaking off for, uh, for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, Socket, you're not quite sure what went wrong. Do you think maybe it was your double dog, Dare, that inspired all of your companions to hurt themselves? They obviously all rushed, and uh, they all had problems. Like all of them were like rubbing something or limping or holding something, and... Uh, uh, Alara, in particular, is is pretty battered. Well, it, it's all part of survival of the fittest, and uh, you know, if you can't survive out here, then don't know if there's much hope for you. Yeah, how does that again? <laughs> how does that become an expression on your face? She's a little uh, dismayed and confused that these are the people that. Dan sent along with her on this journey. Really? Having a, a little bit of a doubt in, uh, in uh, Dan's selection. Well, and one of them even rescued you. You were, you were surrounded by zombies, and, and one of these four came in and got you out. Which one was that? Well, I could have taken them all. Um, but, uh, it was two years ago when you were just a kid on the run. Yeah, I, I think it was probably Burden that would have done that. Um, with uh, an unseen bullet from hundreds of feet away, um, creating an opening uh, that allowed uh, Socket to escape to a more advantageous position and lure them into one of her uh, bombs that she would have tossed at them. So uh, you're all a little bad, banged up, except for Socket. You might be time to nurse your wounds a little bit. You guys could take a short rest, kind of break here for an hour, um, you know, take some basic bandages and, and uh, recovery time and, and uh, kind of put yourself back together. Or you could press on. You're really not sure, um, you know, what, if any, the level of urgency is here. I'm taking a rest. Uh, I think we need to... Uh, for sure, break for Alara. <laughs> yeah, We're I all mean, banged up, but like this is okay. He's so Burton. Burton can restore five hit points for a long rest. Okay. Do you want to give those hit points to anybody now, or see how they? Because on the short rest, you uh, will each be able to roll a die and recover some hit points by resting. Um, Burton's probably experienced enough to know that maybe the time to apply your field medic training is after that happens to see what kind of shape everybody's in once they've had a chance to pull themselves together it's a choice to to roll this like if we're not hurt we don't have to yeah, roll you don't have to roll that okay. yeah how do you spend the hour then um twiddling your thumbs and uh Talking to uh, uh, Creed is his name. Uh, had a bit of a mental block there. Um, so, uh, 
You're not from around here, are you, Creed? Or, yeah, or now... Cox, right? Uh, Creed is like his. It, Sam Cox is his name, but he he's his like nickname. Everyone calls him as Creed. Um, so okay. either or, either or is fine. Okay. Um, yeah, not really. Uh, over. Uh, actually, this is a good question. Where? So if we're in the U.S. as like fallen U.S., that's the world, right? Or is it a completely different place? It's U.S.-ish. Right. Uh, we made the decision not to use real cities and that's you know, the geography uh basically feels like california and nevada and okay. san francisco or washington all sort of swizzled into one gotcha okay so it's it's the dc universe not the marvel universe so it's we have uh, metropolis and gotham city not uh chicago and new york okay um so uh yeah I come from a little bit uh east of here uh over by you know had a ranch out out east a uh, decent decent while east actually but uh yeah i've been just kind of making my way around and going bouncing around from place to place but you know just uh yeah not a not a a native to these parts at the least so to get over here you must have crossed over my territory which is out in the desert did you happen on any uh punks with really loud cars and motorcycles in the desert while you were on your way over here? Oh my. That is, uh... Yeah, I did. Uh, I did my best to avoid them. It's not generally my, uh... Let's just say my scene. Uh, I like a little quieter life. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I countered them, that's for sure. Suit yourself. We know how to throw an awesome party. I'm much more of a solitary uh, whiskey around a campfire drinker myself, but appreciate the invite. If you change your mind, we're always out there somewhere. We tend to move around a lot, but I'll let you know. I'm sure I'll hear you coming. Okay. So um, I'm just going to, Misha, how many hit points did you recover? What's your, are you back at full or are you, you're muted? I rolled a nine. Okay. So. And does that get you back to full then? I would, I would think so. It had me roll a D8, so. Okay. So, you know, what, what you would do is you would have applied that damage from the fall to your character sheet with the damage button, and then yeah. the short rest should bring you back up, and it looks like you're back to 11. So, moving on to AJ now. Uh, what's your status, AJ? Uh, I rolled a five and then I guess I get minus one on that roll. And so I recovered four hit points. Still a little banged up. Um, Tolerably so. And what, what's your current hit points then? Is probably five. Not five, yes. Um, yeah. Um, so I rolled, uh, I rolled a three on my hit, my, my hit dice. Uh, so it brought me back to 12. Okay. So the only two who are still a little sore then after you guys rest for an hour and maybe stack a little bit on some of your, uh, your road supplies, your road rations, uh, is, uh, Alara and Burton and Burton, you've got that field medic training. So if you want to apply any of it now, before you set off down the beach, you've got that time if you want to use it that way. Yeah. Yep. Might as well. Okay. So you, you have five points you can distribute any way you choose. Okay, so I will go ahead and heal my two points and then give the other three to Alara. She's just down two as well, so you'll have one okay. of her. Okay. Which might just be the difference between life and death for somebody later on. It was the difference between life and death for me just a second ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you, uh, Burton. Okay, yeah, so everyone's going to apply their hit points and heal themselves, and you guys are off down the beach. You've got about a click, which is uh, like a, a kilometer, and 
as you move down the beach, that object you could see in the distance from the cliff that you couldn't quite make out begins to come into view. And it looks like it is the carcass of one of the largest crabs you've ever seen. The thing is the size of a pony. And it's just sitting there kind of half covered in sand. Yeah, I have no idea how long it's been there. This guy has been there for a while. That's a... Mouse? What's that, Nation? I said, is it dead? Does it smell like, do we smell anything? Yeah, it's, yeah. There's a, there's an odor. That's quite a specimen. And you guys could try to give it a wide berth. You could get up on it and take a closer look. From the smell of it, you don't think there's anything there worth eating anymore. Does it look like uh, the putrefaction has progressed into zombification or anything like that? Uh, You can give me, you can pick the one. It can be medicine, um, insight, or investigation. Tell me which one you're rolling. I think medicine makes the most sense, even though I'm not the best at it. Uh, and I got a 12. Okay. It's hard to tell. I mean, it's half covered in sand. It smells, you're, you're at least, you know, 15 to 30 feet away from it right now. Okay. What did I have a look? Okay. Insight. Also twelve. Yeah, I mean, it's not moving. Uh, yeah, I think Creed would take would give it a, a wide berth and uh, just kind of, uh, you know, get that get that rifle out and uh, just keep it kind of um, just ready, not pointing at it by any means, but just just having it out. Um, and then also before uh, before that, like before we left the beach, he would have wrapped his uh, his shoulder, just kind of bound his shoulder uh, to keep it like you know tight, and then uh, would have uh, undone the rope and handed it back to to Sprocket and, and remarked that it was a a, night, a good really good knot. Oh no, that that's yours, man. You reclaimed it from the wilderness. It's yours, Reaver Law. Well. Thank you very much. I'll make good use of it. And kind of throws it over his shoulder, so it's just kind of diagonal across his person. Yeah, you kind of move past the crab and approaching. You see on the other side of it, there's this what looks like an overturned fishing boat covered in sand with some debris. You don't see any bodies, but uh, I mean the boat is about the same size as the crab. Uh, so you know I'm talking in terms of boats it's like a small rowboat size it's not not anything significant but the type that one or two people would go out and fish it i don't know if anyone's interested it might be worth uh, at least flipping her over see if there's any supplies underneath yeah probably isn't a good idea but why the hell not so what is these days so who's doing what? Uh, it was his idea. So Creed will, uh, Creed will kind of walk up. Um, just, I think, putting his rifle back since that's a two-handed weapon and uh, just probably holding on to uh, that machete again, uh, Will, with the other with the other arm, the one that's not bandaged. Uh, he will try to see if he can lift uh, lift this boat up with one arm. Okay. Quinn kind You're... of follow behind him, though, stealth mode. Okay. You're on the other side of the craft and you're about 10 feet away from the carcass. Uh, and the boat is partially covered in sand, and there is just a tangled mess of stuff and sand all mixed together underneath. Go ahead and give me an athletics check. Happily. Plus zero to that, that's a good one. Uh, 14. Okay, with a little bit of a strain that says, you keep doing this old man and both of your shoulders are going to be jacked up. You manage to flip the boat over 
and you find just a uh, just like debris mixed in with sand, like a, a fishing net, some bits of wood that might have come from a fishing rod. Uh, you kind of search it by clearing the sand away and seeing if there's anything there salvageable. Um, you want. Yeah, I'll, I'll do an investigation uh, or something like that to like I'll basically use the machete to kind of uh, poke around in the uh, in the, the, the breeze, not using my uh, my hand or anything, not bending down, just like kind of poking around in it with the end of the machete. And how close is your face to the sand right now? Um, <laughs> uh, you know what, I'll give this to you. I'll, to get down there and probably poke around and properly, I probably would have at least had to kind of squat down. So I think that he's kind of like squatted down and uh, is poking around at the sand. And, and Quinn is a few steps behind you, carefully sort of watching. I'm behind him, but I've pulled out my crossbow just to have his back. Okay. Before and when I was walking behind him. How about Alara, uh, Burton, and Socket? Socket right. was pretty close behind. Alara was back. She's had enough injury recently. She's gonna let these people poke where they shouldn't be and they can reap the consequences. Okay. Burton's radar is up and he's taking his rifle out and is in the ready, pointing it towards the, uh, the boat. All right. So, um, John, have Creed make an investigation check now, please. Okay. Oh, good. He's a minus one to that. Uh, that's an eight. This is insane. Crap. Uh, Misha, you can, you're the next closest one. You can make, would it actually, your passive investigation is 11. So you, you think he might be overlooking some stuff, but you're not 100. But that's your, that's your read from five or 10 feet back. Uh, you would need to go up and look so to be sure if you wanted to. Mm. <laughs> okay. so, do you guys move on then? So, um, I'll, I'll take a look. I'll take a look. Investigation. Okay. Yeah. So you get down on one knee beside Creed and start to see the sand. Can I still have my weapon drawn or no? Yeah, you could have your crossbow in one hand. Okay. You're not sure how effectively you could fire it when the zombie arm erupts from the sand and grabs you and pulls you <laughs> out. But uh, you have it. You feel a little more comfortable and confident with its presence nearby. Go ahead and make that investigation check. See if you can spot something that Creed maybe missed. Uh, he literally just kicked at the sand a couple times and said, nothing here. <laughs> I got a five, so... Yeah, you probably me. agree. I mean, it's been out here for God only knows how long. Um, you know, a lot of problems with scavenging these days is that a lot of stuff has been picked over. The, the, the places where stuff has been left behind have, for the most part, been found. That's Regular not over. Sherlock regular Sherlock and Watson over here. <laughs> so the rest of you see them both take a look and sort of shrug their shoulders. And um, does anybody want to do anything else here? I want to make a snarky remark. <laughs> <laughs> Roll, this Roll to make a snarky remark. <laughs> uh, are you done playing with the boat? Can we get back to our uh, journey? All right, all right. Uh, you never know until you look, huh? Let's go. So you guys get up through the harbor, and you're not far from the medical research facility. So you can see it in the distance from the docks uh, because part of what the research they did was some marine biology. Um, but... Uh, you don't see anything, 
the area seems pretty still. You guys want to just boldly cross to the location or try to move through as stealthily, as carefully as possible? Stealthily. Stealthily. We should try lightly. Okay. So I want everyone to make one stealth check. Your DC is 14. Anyone can give anyone else advantage on their stealth check if they accept Creed can't, Creed's already off and running. But anybody else can give anybody advantage on a stealth check to help them if the helper raises their difficulty from 14 to 16. They're essentially leading somebody else through, telling them how to go. And that second person gets advantage at 14, and the helper moves their difficulty class up from 14 to 16 by taking on someone under their wing. So I'm going to do that with Quinn just off the bat because I know how she is and uh, yeah. I can handle it. But my stealth is a plus seven. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm still going to do it because she thinks she knows who you are. <laughs> so, I look at Alara like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Come on. I'll help you. Are we rolling? Uh, yeah. So if you want to take off ahead of her and sort of wave it off, Quinn, you can. Uh, if you want to participate in this amusing exercise, you can do that as well. <laughs> I'm not really bothered, just confused. I'll, I'll let. Uh... So is she in front of me? Yeah, she's she's telling you where to go, and she's kind of got her arm out. Okay, follow me. Uh, type of thing. Yeah, I ignore that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So go ahead and make your stealth check then, uh, Quinn, as you as you sneak across the open ground to the warehouse or the, the research building. Eighteen. Okay. Yeah, you're. You kind of take all this in, Alara. And... I think I'm initially annoyed that she's not listening to me, but then impressed when she actually just does it and is fine. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Hmm. Okay. I would never show it, but inside I feel a little bit vindicated <laughs> from our uh, issue when we first reunited. Okay. Yeah, I think Creed's just kind of walked up ahead, taking kind of scout position, uh, just not, again, not used to generally being out with other people. So he's just kind of a, on autopilot going, heading up ahead. So doesn't even, he isn't even paying attention to like the stealthiness of like, you know, potential lack thereof of Burton and, uh, and Sprocket. Socket. Socket. Sorry. It works. <laughs> I, I think it's funny that they, that character keeps calling him Sprocket instead of calling her Sprocket instead of Socket. Well, I call him Texas Pete, so it's all good. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's my that's right. my Christian name. Anybody else pairing up, or are you guys going in on your own? Uh, tell me how you're how you're approaching this and make your rolls. Burton subtly waves to uh, wave Socket ahead while he stays behind to survey. Is that okay. gonna count as you helping? Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, here pulling goes... up the rear. Burton's pulling up the rear, correct? Sounds like it. Um, I'll go ahead and make my stealth roll then. Okay. That's a six. All right. You're passing a burned out uh, Volkswagen when one of the fallen roaches out at you. You quickly put it down in the group of you reacting uh, and on alert anyway. But it, it, it gets, gets the drop on poor socket. 
and socket, you do take three points of damage before uh, before the zombie is dispatched. Uh, the rest of you, uh, you kind of all regroup back at the, or not back, but forward at the uh, at the research center. You know, as you approach and just to say you guys are on the other side of the uh, parking lot. But uh, the only obvious way in from your vantage point is the front doors. You haven't spent a lot of time looking at the building yet. It's two stories. Uh, these things usually have you know, uh, shipping bays and employee entrances and stuff like that. But what you see right now is the two front doors. Well, uh, I don't know, do we have uh, got to open these things up? Got to starting to kind of lock. Saki, you got to want to work your magic again, maybe? You can get my back. I can get anything open. Happily. So is this a mechanical lock on one of these doors, Mike, or is it similar electronic lock? You cross the parking lot and approach the building. And uh, as you approach the doors, becomes, your, your situation becomes pretty clear. Uh, they're chained from the inside and boarded up with what looks like makeshift desk tops and things like that. Uh, and you would have to break these doors down. But, you know, there's a couple axes in the group and, you know, Creed still has one good shoulder, so you could probably do it with a little effort. Uh, I can get most anything open. Not that. Fair enough. Well, you're sure you burn it down if you had enough time. We're apt to make a lot of noise if we try to break this down. They suggest that we scout around for other entrances. Agreed. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. All right. Um, up to do you guys search as a group or do you split up? Mm. I'm going to go on my own towards one side stealthily, searching around one side of the building. Does the group follow her? Does the group go in the other direction? What does everybody else do? I think yeah. I'll follow her. No. I think Quinn yep. would get mad if I started tromping around behind her while she was trying to be stealthy. <laughs> so I would have gone around a different way. Um, yeah, I guess it depends on which whichever way Burton goes. I think Sam would go the other way just to make sure that we are people are covered and like well protected. I think because he trusts Burton. Okay. Burton is going to follow Socket, having seen her stealth in action <laughs> moments before. Okay. So, two, you go in two different directions. Then the question is which way does Alara go or does she stay up front? She was behind me, I think. Yeah, I'm going with Quinn. Okay. So, Quinn, Alara with the uh, uh, Creed and Burton and Socket in the other direction. So for each group, decide who the primary searcher is going to be, and we're going to run the roles off of that person. Uh, the other folks can help, uh, but the primary searcher is going to be the one whose role actually matters. Yeah. Creed would be uh, just keeping an eye out, rifle in hand. Uh make sure everyone's covered, but would, would I mean, happy to help, but uh, knows that this isn't his expertise. Okay. Yeah, I just kind of do the, do the thing and don't really ask anybody else if they're going to do it. 
I've so, been ahead, so I'm the one that's yeah I'll be the one make your stealth check and make your uh investigation roll uh Misha and then Ben and Jeff you guys tell me you know how how your care is is approaching well, on your cor correct me if I'm wrong uh Jeff but I would assume that a sniper would be very well trained in perception. Um, so, so I think it makes sense for your character to do the searching, if you would be all right with that. Uh, Burton is pretty well versed in insight and self and not too bad at perception. Okay. Okay, I did a, Quinn got a 24 on her stealth. Okay, and make an investigation check. 13. Okay. So you go around the side and your side happens to be the, the you find the service bays from the trucks uh, and they seem um, as uh, locked and secure from the inside as the front doors. But there is one of those little staircases up and up regular sized people door there, and that people door has a keyhole on it. Uh, on the other side, uh, Burton, you are following Socket. Uh, Burton, why don't you make an investigation check as well? Thirteen. Uh, there's a lot of overgrown uh Looks like stairs have been pushed against the wall in one area. Uh, you don't really see any other entrances. The two groups meet around the back eventually at the uh, service entrance, the truck phase. So we're also Yeah, we found a staircase with a door over on our side. Looks just like a regular lock, lock up there. I'm pretty sure we could pick it. Okay. So what do you guys do? Well, we didn't find shit, so let's go up to the <laughs> staircase. <laughs> so what I would like, since Creed's kind of like has a little distance from, he's like. Would he be able to see the other group coming back to the staircase and like uh, like be able to kind of wave them over, showing that we we yeah. found something? I mean, you guys are kind of just coming. Up. It's the, the thing's just a box, a square building, right. uh, and uh, uh, you know maybe it's like you know you've seen one of those warehouse office combos where you know, it's two stories, there's glass, and the back is loading and kind of ugly compared to the front. You know, there's a little logo on the front. It looks real fancy. Thunder uh, the Mifflin. There's shit and garbage. So uh, it's not hard for you guys to spot each other. You kind of both come around. Your group is there a little ahead of, of the second group. But you're all there looking at the stairs and the door that has a keyhole on it, which is, uh, you know, probably, if it's not barricaded from the inside, then something that if somebody understands you know, some basic clocks, I think you could get open So I think in terms of the group, that's anybody with these tools uh, who could do those. that. I have those. And the relevant skill is sleight of hand. I have that as well. I have that in a plus three. I have that in a plus seven. <laughs> okay. When <laughs> <Quite> it is. <laughs> Can we hear anything in the building? Is there any noise coming from the building? Can we listen into the by the door? Can we listen? You cup your ear to the door. Your ear is placed against the cold metal. Seems like one of those steel doors. Go ahead and make a perception check. Uh, you want, uh, yeah, perception. 14. It is silent as the grave. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So if you're going to try to pop that open, go ahead and make a slide of hand check and let me know what you get. Mm. 12. Uh, it's old. It's rusted. It's a little embarrassing. <laughs> this should be pretty straightforward. And uh, your lockpick doesn't quite break, but it bends a little bit. You pull it out and you're like, shit. We got any other ideas? Bert, you're welcome to try if you'd like. I might as well have a fresh pick. All right, I'm rolling. You said a slight hand. Yes. You must have loosened it up. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Burton sort of tweaks it a couple times. And it is interesting to watch him work because he he uses these tools a little differently than you do. Um, he just sort of puts it in and goes for the quick, the quick turn. And uh, as opposed to, you know, feeling out the tumblers and, and making sure that everything is lined up correctly. But that gets the job done. And you hear a click, and uh, you know, he keeps his balance, but the door pushes inwards. And you see a dark space beyond that is a little bit lit up by the sun coming through. Uh, I'm going to say that it is late afternoon. We have about an hour before nightfall. Does anybody have a flashlight? Yes. I'm going to say that all of you have flashlights. Okay. I have a torch. That's what they yeah. call them in the UK, right? <laughs> you can have either a flashlight or essentially like a battery-powered camping lantern, whichever you prefer. I think, I think Creed definitely has the uh, has like some sort of uh, camping lantern. Okay. Burton has a flashlight so that he can hold it more uh, tactically along with his rifle. So, so this door goes into the warehouse where they're shipping and receiving. Uh, there are two floors to this place. If you're not sure where Dr. Fleming's lab is, uh, but you know, assuming Dan's not a maniac, it's in here somewhere. Who's going in first? Well, I've already just shy of falling in after my lock picking maneuver, so I might as well take the lead here. Uh, other than the warehouse, Burton, you, you know that it's going to be tight quarters for a sniper rifle in these, you know, hallways. I ready my fire axe for close quarters. Okay. I just want to let me know how you guys fall in behind them. You can be in a small group. The warehouse is it's not huge, but you know, there's shelves of, of boxes and stuff like that. Uh, there are two exits out of it. Um, you can kind of all fall in and be in a group, but once you pick a direction, you'll uh, um, need to be you know, roughly in a single file. I'll file in behind uh, Burton. I'd like to be in the middle of all of my heavily armed comrades. Yeah, I would say that Creed, as he's pretty much done this entire time, would probably be want to be the one to shut the door last, make sure that nothing comes in after him. So we'd probably take the rear. So Burton, Alara, uh, Socket, Quinn, and then I'll come after Socket and then. So, um, I've got my dagger in my hand. Yeah, Burton. I think I, I think I put my rifle away and uh, pulls the uh, the revolver off of his uh, out of his belt and uh, basically is dual wielding his revolver and machete. Okay. Oh, I guess yeah, because he's he wouldn't be holding a lantern then he would just be dual wielding the two of them then. Well, there are enough other lights. As long as somebody shines in at a monster, you can probably hit it. 
Um, Sakadi looks like an action hero with his machete in one hand and his pistol in the other. Uh, Burton is in the lead. So Burton, uh, go ahead and give me a perception check and everybody's on high alert. You've got three or four flashlights going around. So go ahead and make that with advantage. Advantage twice. twice. Yes. Okay, so the first one is 23. Second is 13. As you move through the hallway, we'll use the 23. Um, the message that keeps kind of getting reinforced over and over again is that uh, there was a violent and abrupt exit of the premises. Uh, you pass by a couple different things that catch your eye. Now, on the ground floor, the end of one hallway, uh, your flashlights come on a door, set of double doors, barred and locked and fortified from the outside with the words keep out painted on them. As your light plays across the doors, you hear this groan from the other side and sort of shake as if something hits them from behind. Thank you for listening to the Fallen World Podcast. If you're looking for ways to help support the creators of this show, please consider heading to OutbreakChallenge.com and checking out the Outbreak app. The Outbreak is a mobile fitness game where you can use your real-world step and exercise to run from and battle zombies on an interactive fitness adventure in an apocalyptic wasteland. You can face the challenge alone or invite your friends to join and help you survive. You can also compete against your friends and see who becomes a zombie snack. There are more than 17 different races and challenges to choose from, all with unique stories and themes that take place within the Fallen World setting. Plus, if you survive, we'll send you a real-life medal. Seriously, a real medal, and they're real awesome. The Outbreak is available for download now on both the Apple and Google App stores. The game also easily pairs with your Fitbit, Apple Watch, and other smart wearables. So head over to theoutbreakchallenge.com or download the Outbreak app today to get started on your own zombie smashing adventure. We'll be back with another episode next week. Until then, keep those windows boarded and rations stocked. You never know what new horrors will lie around the corner in the fallen world.